Hey, thanks for joining us uh, for this episode of our uh, Flourishing Grace Students Parent Podcast. Uh, my name is Josh Gardner. I'm the Minister of Students here at Flourishing Grace, and we're kind of doing a part two uh, to our talk on technology that we did in the last podcast, and so I have Brett Turner back with us. What's up, Josh? Thanks for having me. Yeah, of course. And so we're just going to kind of continue our conversation a little bit more. Uh, we're actually going to go a little bit more practical route with you guys. Last last time we talked about um, just the rise of technology a little bit, how it's affecting not only our kids, but also us yeah. uh, a lot. And really kind of did a little bit of a gut check of we have to be honest about how these things are affecting not only us, but our kids. And so uh, now we're going to kind of look into just some practical steps of uh, kind of addressing technology, specifically smartphones um, in our lives today, but this can apply to a lot of different technology. So there's a book we highly recommend to people called 12 Ways Your Phone is Changing You by Tony Ranke. Um, and this is uh, this book came out, I think... <sighs> Five years ago, maybe or so. So there's a couple of things that have actually changed um, from this, and have gotten probably I would say worse uh, in as far as smartphones go. Uh, but Tony does an amazing job of uh, talking through how how your smartphone is really changing you. And at the very end, in the conclusion, um, he he just recommends a few limits uh, to technologies uh, or to technology specifically talking about your smartphone, but just, he says, consider these boundaries. And so we're going to walk through those boundaries with you guys as kind of an encouragement to you to say, look, I think even if you could just implement, you don't have to implement all 12 of these tomorrow, but if you could implement a few of them. Yeah. Or even one. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, like, yeah, (laughs) there's by no means does anybody uh, that I know have any of these like 12 mastered, but, um, man, just start somewhere. Uh, trying to do all 12 of these at once is a recipe for disaster, but pick pick one yeah, and kind of start there. What's the most accessible one almost? Like what's the easiest one to do first and then master it and then work? work number, one, number one, baby. Yeah. I know, no, number one. Like that was when <laughs> yeah. I was, when I was looking through this list, uh, you want to, you want to announce it? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So number one on his list is turn off all unessential push notifications. If you don't know what a push notification is, just real quick. Uh, cause I'm a technology nerd. Yeah. Uh, it's all, uh, notifications from apps, not just texting or phone calls, but anything that pushes towards you or at you and kind of brings your attention to your phone. Yeah. Right. Which yeah. they all do. Yeah. Right. Like, do I really need 18 push notifications that my, my, uh, the thing that I ordered on Amazon, uh, for my kids school is like 18 stops away. Yeah. 17, 16, 15, 15 14, <laughs> 18 kidding. notifications to get my package on my front porch. Like who cares? Yeah. I don't, I don't, yeah. I don't need that. Yeah. Or like if you're close to Chipotle, it's like, Hey, $5 off. Have you thought about Chipotle today? Yeah. yeah. That, that got me actually today. Did I it? I was like, Oh, I need to turn that off. Yeah. You should probably, you should probably should have turned that off before you did this podcast. Yeah, probably, <laughs> probably. But I think, you know, we're joking about it, but that is really you know, the thing we want to do is we want to be the master of our phone, not our phone be our master, right? And so I think for us to be able to make it to where our phone isn't calling and wooing us, but we are picking it up when we need it for something to use as a tool, I think is the best way you can do that. And part of the way you can do that is by turning off anything that's non-essential. So really, honestly, you could break it all the way down to like phone calls and even making it to where it's like 
maybe even just phone calls from specific people. Yeah, you can do that. And then text messages. And again, maybe it's from specific people uh, for most of your day. 100%. Yeah. You, you kind of just mentioned it. And if you haven't heard, or you, at least I know, I, I know you can do this with iPhones, but like yeah. iPhones, like latest update, you can create like a bunch focus. of focus groups. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And so like when you're uh, like, I have a bunch of focus groups. I have a focus group for work. I have a focus group for when I'm like with my family. Uh, I have a Sabbath mode. Like there's all these different modes that you can create that basically act as a filter for what gets through. And so you can put your, just your family and close friends or your coworkers text messages or whatever and stuff like that while you're working. And then shut those all off. And it automatically turns on. Yeah. You can set it to times or location. Yeah. Yeah. So like I have one every day from 5.30 to 7.30. My phone goes into basically no notification mode except mm-hmm. for a couple people can call me, like emergency people. Um, and then, yeah, all notifications go away. My phone actually, uh, like you can change the lock screens and everything to where apps are gone. Obviously, you can still get to them if you really want to, but apps are gone from the screen. It's yeah. not a clickable thing and both my both my wallpapers turned to actually a black and white picture of my wife just there staring at me so phone, I phone hack yeah so uh <laughs> i tried this with with my path group and if you grayscale your oh, yeah. phone yeah it actually makes you it's something ridiculous like you're you're like 200 percent like less likely to spend like you spend 200 percent less time like on your phone uh than than you do because it's unappealing to look at yeah like yeah over like over two times less on your phone than, than you would if you yeah if you're like like for me you know we we would look at you know moving closer to the church or whatever so like i'd be on zillow and i'd spend so much time like looking at zillow yeah you know how unappealing it is to look at zillow in black and white oh yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Like, it's just yeah it's miserable or yeah. instagram nobody wants to look at instagram in black and white no uh so yeah those are just like some some hacks but really like Getting back to the point, turning off push notifications. I would say this is especially uh, important because so many, I'm looking at you right now, you're wearing an Apple Watch. And so you may not have your phone uh, on you, right? Or yeah. out, or you, you're having a conversation with somebody at lunch or something like that. But if you don't have your, your notifications turned off, those push notifications, it's always going off like on your wrist. And I cannot yeah. tell you how many times I've been in conversations with people. Uh, and, and even me, that's one of the reasons why I got rid of an Apple watch because yeah. like I, I would just find myself just habitually doing it, not even intending to like do it. You just do it like your, your wrist buzzes or your pocket buzzes and you just, you want to reach out. Yep. You are a really good candidate for, for this thing. I would say if you ever have like phantom vibrations, yeah. like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like if you're, yeah. if you're ever like, oh, I thought my phone just vibrated, was, was that a vibration? Like yeah. turn off your push notifications. Yeah. If your knee buzzes or not your knee, your, your, uh, what am I saying? Quad hams. Why am I? I don't know. Never mind. Back off. Anyway, your leg. If it buzzes, if your leg buzzes. Yeah, you definitely need to consider this. Um, even if not, consider yeah. that. Um, and it's really easy to do, especially on iPhone. You can go to settings, notifications, and literally it's just you know little switches that you little switches that you turn off. So, all right. To the second thing. Uh, the second thing he says is delete ex- uh, expired, unessential, and time wasting apps so basically if you need to use an app for a time uh and then you're not using it anymore just delete it really just getting rid of clutter on your phone and getting rid of things that you you are t- that are time wasting games i mean getting rid of games that you know you're like oh yeah i'm gonna play candy crush for five minutes while i'm sitting here waiting for you know whatever waiting in at the 
at the DMV. You know, stuff like that where it's like, well, you know, like, first of all, it never ends up being five minutes. It always ends up being a lot longer. Waste your time. Um, and B, those are built to be addictive, things like that. So, for instance, I, I kind of make this uh, a rule of my life every year. I spend at least, it's a minimum of a, of a month of time with no, like, no social media entertainment apps on my phone. And so I'm actually just entered into a season of that. Is that why you're so moody lately? So, because <laughs> I can't waste my time and scroll. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's why. No, no. Yeah, because uh, I'm missing. I'm missing it. No, but I just noticed. Um, you know, screen time. This is something that was added since this book is, you can add little widgets on the front of your screen. And so I have on my home screen a widget that shows me how much time I spend on apps. And I noticed, man, that number I'm spending on that entertainment category is uh not good so i was like you know what let's just cut it off just cut the let's just cut the hand off let's just get rid of it for a season of time and it it's hard because i sometimes i justify it and i say well i post for student ministry and i do stuff like that but i'll do that on my ipad do that on my phone or not on my phone on my computer you know Mm -hmm. there's other ways to do it yeah i would say the most dangerous apps are kind of the ones that just (laughs) suck you in uh, like those games and stuff like that, but also the ones that are just like endlessly scrolling, right? You can yeah, just Pinterest. endlessly scroll for days and days and days and days and days and days and days, right? Like all, all the yeah. time. Um, those are the ones that uh, even just dumb stuff like um, like Zillow was, was another one, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, there's only so many houses, but it's like, man, every house has like 65 pictures and, you know, all yeah. that kind of stuff. It's just like you can just easily get... Uh, sucked into uh, to those things and um, yeah the best I, th- I think is just delete them if you need them like that's that's like the most helpful thing that, that I've found it's just like delete it like if you need it you have to re-download the app and in the time that it takes for like it to download or you to think about having to re-download you actually have to think like man do I really, I really need, need to this. access this right now and do it yeah. it's just a good um you know, it's a good, and it's a, it's a good habit to get into. Yeah, just deleting them and talking about specifically with students and teenagers as well. Like, this is a good habit for them uh, because you can set up if you make your uh, for again for iPhone. I'm sorry for Android users. I don't. I I can show you a video that tells you how to do this, but it's not as intuitive as iPhone. But on the iPhone, if you are the uh, parent iCloud account. Um, Everyone else under you can be children, accounts, and your family. And so that way you can make it to where you delete their apps. So you can delete, you know, TikTok. And then if they want to redownload any app, it actually notifies you to ask for permission. See, so, I didn't even know that. Yeah. Yeah. And so it's, it's really easy for parents now to be like, hey, like you, I mean, honestly, I'm just going to say this right now. Parents, like your, your kid doesn't need a TikTok and shouldn't have it. The algorithm is, is doing a lot of things to their heart and their mind. Um, that's not going to help them in the wrong long run. But let's say they have an app that they do use uh, for, for certain things, maybe it's social things, maybe it's a groups that they're in. Um, and there's a time where you need to say, Hey, you need to, you need to take a break from this. You can either put a time limit where it's like they get five minutes a day and they have to use it well, or they, they lose it. You can set that up by through your parent account, or you can delete the app and then they have to ask you. Um, so that's a good thing to keep in mind with them. Uh, next thing is at night, keep your phone out of the bedroom. Now I would say, especially, uh, for students, like this is just a great thing is 
not letting them have their phones in their in their bedrooms past a certain time. Just say, hey, 7.30 is the stop. You know, 7.30, 8 o'clock, you can't, you can't be in your room scrolling on your phone or have your phone in your room. It needs to go here. Maybe you have an end table downstairs. Um, and I would even say, yeah, a different floor, uh, a spot where they're all charging. And I even encourage people, like, if the whole family can do it, that's great. If not, I understand. Um, I personally, I keep my phone. It's just me and my wife, but I keep my phone in the bathroom. It charges in our bathroom. So, actually, go, the alarm goes off on my phone, and then which I know he doesn't like that in this. He doesn't like that. Second. But my alarm goes off on my phone, and I have to get up and go to the bathroom to turn it off, and then I'm up for the day. So, I highly recommend that. Um, so, yeah, not keep your phone and not keep your kids' phones in the bedroom with them. Yeah, I agree. Uh, we have we have a little office area in our house, and that's where, um, like, our 12-year-old our, our doesn't have a phone, but he has an iPod, so he yeah. has access to, you know, things on that and whatever, but um, everything is charged there at, uh, at night. No, no phones uh, yeah, and I would in even, the room. Yeah, that's a good point. I would even say for all technology, like laptops, uh, iPads, all that junk. Mm-hmm. I, I really think, um, heck, even like, uh, you know, like, uh, I wouldn't recommend, uh, having a TV in your kid's bedroom either, but if it's has smart functions, like figuring out a way to lock that down and be like, Hey, it's just not like you don't need technology. You need to go to bed. Yeah. And I mean, for us, like we said this in the last podcast, right? The quality that 85% of Americans have is reaching for their smartphone within 15 minutes of waking up. And how many hours have we wasted, uh, mindlessly scrolling to start our days like that is not a habit that i want my kids to like adopt or become familiar with yeah because uh, i'm struggling to break it yep you know which leads us to our next one uh four and this is he says use a real alarm clock not your phone alarm to keep your phone out of your hands in the morning and so you can buy an alarm clock i believe at the dollar store still it's a dollar 25 now though um, or go to Walmart, buy yourself a, uh, alarm clock, buy your kids alarm clocks and they work just as well, uh, to get your kids out of bed. And so that's a good way for them. It's, it is teaching them something when you reach for the phone, the first thing, mm-hmm. you know, it's teaching you something. It's just, a, it's developing a habit and it's yep. one that you do every, every day. single day. Yep. So, uh, just by default, that just becomes completely, uh, normal. Yep. Yep. The, the fifth thing he talks about is guard your morning disciplines uh, and evening sleep patterns by using phone settings to mute notifications between uh, one hour before bedtime uh, to, at, uh, to a time when you can reasonably expect to be finished with personal disciplines in the morning, 9 p.m. to 7 a.m. for me, is what he said. So, yeah, mute notifications overnight. Uh, the reality is your kids don't need to be notified at night overnight they don't need to know that their friend is texting them at you know three o'clock in the morning uh if their friend needed help they can reach out to an adult or call the cops they don't need your kid uh in that situation that's the reality um and so uh but this is just a good habit again to have you know there are limits to hey during these times these are quiet hours these are times where we where we protect them and we focus on Jesus. We focus on our relationship with him. And so um, most of the students who are in our huddles, they either do their reading at night or in the morning. 
uh, half of, I have the senior guy huddle. So half of them do it at night, uh, or two. Yeah. Half of them do it at night, half of them do it in the morning. Um, and so protecting that time really well. I um, mean, even part of that, he talks about, you know, morning disciplines, like maybe that's getting up as a family for breakfast. And, and even if you're not doing the same devotional, if everyone's spending time with God together around the breakfast table, you know, you just hear munching on food while you're reading your Bible together and being able to pray together, things like that. Yeah, I also think, you know, I think back um, to one of the things that, like, I've adopted with, with my family that my parents did with me who weren't really even thinking anything, like, spiritually disciplined, but, like, uh, you know, we didn't have smartphones and all that kind of stuff. I woke up to a clock radio um, yeah. back in the day. Everybody had that clock radio. It was the same clock radio. You know, it was, like, the fake plastic wood with the oh, bright yeah. red yeah, letter. Yeah, 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 you know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yes. Every parent. I think it was in Home Alone. Yeah, of course. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's like yeah. at, at one point, I'm sure like 90% <laughs> of the country owned that same exact alarm clock. Um, but we had a rule like in our house, like uh, on Sunday mornings and uh, and every day, like sc- school days and stuff like that, that we were not allowed to watch TV before we went to school or church. Mm. The one morning that we were allowed to watch TV was Saturday morning, like cartoons. This yeah. is back when you had like, you know, 13 channels. Uh, but that was like the 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 one day. And, um, I you know, that that was just like a rule always like growing up. And like we, we've tried to do that like with our kids and stuff like that. Like no phones and no iPads and TVs and shows and all that kind of stuff. Like before you go to school, like that time is like a time of like preparation to, you know, uh, to set your mind and kind of intention for your day and not just go into it. Like, sure. Um, kind of mindlessly, right. Yeah. Like it being, you know, distracted by, by, by other things. Yeah. It's kind of like, I think about it as, you know, growing up, my parents, uh, you know, when we did have dessert, which wasn't every night, uh, <laughs> if you did not eat your food, you didn't get dessert. That was like, how it went were my parents being mean to us child no abuse. yes child, child now abuse. now it's child abuse uh but no they were saying well no we know like you need to eat vegetables and fruit and meat like you need to eat these things these are good for you and ice cream is not a necessity yeah and so it's uh it's one of those things where again their smartphone and stuff is not a necessity of their lives right um, and so just kind of recognizing and reinforcing that, like, you don't need this. Cause here's the deal. Some of your students believe they wouldn't say this out loud maybe, but they believe they need their phone. Yeah. 100%. And I would also say this too, uh, man, there's going to be a time. I think I said this in the last podcast, but there's going to be a time in which our kids are going to have to make the decisions for themselves. Like, we're not going to be at some point in time, right? They're going to be in college or they're going to be on their own and they're going to just be able to, like, decide these disciplines, like, for themselves. Yeah. Uh, And, like, really the goal isn't to uh, push them to a place where they're like, man, I can't wait to when I'm on my own. I can do whatever I want, right? The classic, like, teenage line. Uh, The goal is for them to just be like, man, I see value in this you know, and in these disciplines and I want to continue them because this is just a better way for me to start my day or this is a better way for me to go through my day or I just feel way less anxious and way more at peace, you know, in these rhythms than when I'm, you know, just uh, given to, to giving myself to my phone and technology and all that stuff. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. 
Yeah, these uh, these next few we've kind of hit on, so we're going to go through them a little bit quicker uh, just because we've, we've kind of already, uh, in the nature of what we've been talking about, we've just talked about them. So the sixth point that he brings up is use self-restricting apps to help limit your smartphone, uh, smartphone functions and the amount of time you invest in various platforms. So again, this is all available. Uh, but again, I think when he wrote this, you had to have an app, which we recommend bark, uh, to a lot of our parents, but it doesn't, uh, that's more of monitoring and some restricting as well. Uh, but now through the iPhone, uh, and through other smartphones, Google does this as well. You can limit time. So, and not just based on one app, what's nice is it'll put apps into categories. So, you know, entertainment apps, you can say you only get 15 minutes a day on entertainment apps as a whole. Um, and then let's say like one, like a Saturday, they burn out their 15 minutes. You're like, well, you know, it's Saturday. You got everything done. You know, I'm going to, okay, I'll give you a little bit more time and you can just give them a wasn't minutes. an entertainment app just to be clear yeah yeah, yeah. so entertainment social media like instagram uh twitter tiktok is huge right now facebook none of your kids are using facebook um snapchat uh, is on there as well it's social so, entertainment so, yeah social together. entertainment yeah, that's, what, so that's what i would say they're in the same category i believe on the <laughs> iphone and so i think they are and so like youtube uh youtube's on there netflix disney plus all that junk it's all it's all together yeah um and so yeah that's on there uh, the, the seventh one he says is recognize that you, uh, sorry, recognize that much of what you respond to quickly can wait, respond at a later, more convenient time. This is something I want to bring up specifically with family times. So like when you're even, so meals together, like they don't need to have their phones even in their pockets. You can respond later. You don't, your friend texting you about whatever can wait. Uh, people don't, you don't need to be accessible. And also, uh, I think he talks about this in this book, I believe I'm getting my books mixed up now, but talking about how, like, even if you're watching a movie as a family to never allow two screens at the same time, Mm -hmm. like, and I think it's the same way. It's like, Oh, I'm, I'm texting my friends and I'm Snapchatting while I'm watching a movie with my, my family. Well, you're not really watching a movie with your family. Then you're, you're on Snapchat Mm -hmm. and your family's just happened to be there. Yeah. You know? And so, yeah, he recommends like, and, and this is for you as well. Like where do these kids learn this behavior, Josh? (laughs) Um, Because like, so I will like, I, for me, this, I'm, I'm so guilty of this and it's just, it's really not, if I, if I'm honest, right. And some of you probably listening to this can, can identify with this. It's not out of like need or necessity or like, oh, I really need to like, it's just out of boredom. It's like, my phone is here. A commercial just came on. I'm going to look at it because that's so familiar, right? Yeah. I'm going to look at the email real quick for a second. I'm going to look at this notification for a second, whatever, and you just and you just do it. And, like, the crazy thing is, is, like, every time we do that, like, around our kids, like, our kids are just – like, we are normalizing it for them. Right. Like, but this is okay. Like, this is completely normal behavior. This is – this is okay. Like, and so like, I'm so, and I say that, uh, not in a condemning way at all, but because I'm like guilty of it. Right. And I realize like so much of like a lot of our, like our kids habits is, is based from us, but also like their friends too, just what they see. It's completely normal for kids to be, you know, having a meal with each other and like being on their phones the whole entire time. Like that is completely normal behavior, uh, in our world today. 
That's not strange. No, not at all. Yeah, and so your your kids uh, <laughs> will be looked at strangely as well by their by their friends and that. Yeah, and so uh, point eight is more about you guys or, or parents because honestly, kids are not checking their emails. Uh, but he talks about basically. Uh, specifically with emails and smartphones, uh, finding a time of the day where it's like, this is when I'm going to check these things, um, not, you know, just be able to be accessible. And that kind of goes back to the push notifications thing. Like, like you could have push notifications for your email on during the work day because maybe you need to respond to emails quickly. But like at night, you should make it to where it auto switches. And maybe at, you know, maybe you choose, you know, your kids are getting ready for bed from 830 to nine. Maybe that's the time where you sit down and you're like, hey, I'm going to check my emails for a few minutes and then get back to my family. You know, maybe you need to do that. But setting a boundary on that. But that's more specifically for you. I mean, I think going back to the principle, setting boundaries for your kids and saying, yeah, you know what? You can have time to do this. This is the time you can spend the next 15 minutes, uh, you know, checking up on what your friends are doing on Instagram or whatever. Like yeah. that's that's fine. But creating boundaries is a good and right. Yeah. I think thing. there's a, like a, like a good kind of way to think about it framework that like, uh, I, I've heard this, this, this guy that on this podcast that I listen to say this is like, uh, can it be eliminated? If it can be eliminated, just eliminate it. Yeah. Right. If I, if I don't need it, it, it has no bearing on anything. Just eliminate it. If I can't eliminate it, mm. is there a way that like I can automate it? Yeah. Can I can I automate it so that I don't have to like deal with it during this particular yeah. time, right? And then if not, if I can't automate it, then I'm going to like designate it, right? A specific time and place like for this thing to to happen. And yeah. I'm going to build that into my schedule to deal with it so that kind of nothing else like gets. And so those are like three good ways of thinking about it right yeah. eliminating it automating it or designating yeah it's just being really intentional yeah with your with everything yeah for sure no that's great that's good um nine is invite your spouse your friends and your family members to offer feedback on your phone habits more than 70 percent of christians in my survey said no one else knew how much time they spent online crazy i believe that it's probably higher than that among for if sure. you took a you know higher than 70%. Um, man, this is so crucial. I, I think about this all the time with, with families, like <clears throat> my wife and I do this as well. We don't do it as often as we should, but I even think, man, maybe it's a time of, you know, once a month or not, maybe it's once a week. Uh, but maybe it's once a month, everyone kind of pulls out their phones and looks at their screen time and, and is honest, you know, you have a little family chat, sit down and go, okay. Like, and even for you as a parent go, okay, where are the issues? You know? Cause I think, for kids, we talk about this all the time as far as uh, repenting in front of your kids when you do something wrong to, to sin against them or sin in general. Um, but I think this is something that we kind of miss out of um, where we can sit and go, hey, like, I need Jesus every day too. Mm-hmm. And I am going to this false idol for whatever. And like, obviously, you know, you don't have to share every single thing in that moment. You don't have to have a counseling session with your kids, but like you can sit there and say, but I need to, I want to address this because I want to follow Jesus. And so we're going to do this as a family. You know, I think that's good. I think, uh, yeah, having other people outside as well to kind of look in is great for you. If you're in a path group Mm -hmm. and for your path group to say, Hey, once a month, we're all just going to pull out our phones and 
literally people are gonna have full reign to be able to go through every day for the last i think it goes back a week mm-hmm. and i'd be like hey what happened tuesday you were on your phone for nine hours what was that <laughs> you know like like to give people access to that is good it's accountability uh and it's also like people who love you like yeah it's people who love you and it's like being on your phone for nine hours is not good sure and you know that yeah sober-mindedly so 100 percent. we did my wife and i just had that conversation and it's really hard to have that conversation and i think it's so hard because it's like so foreign like it's not a conversation that we have like a lot but like uh i I think it is really really uh important again uh the biggest thing is because we're like um unless you're monitoring your screen time and your the apps that you're spending time on and stuff like that most people have no idea how much time they're spending on it. It's not yeah. something you think about, right? Yeah. Uh, and so it just helps you become aware. <laughs> Speaking of. Perfect. Golly. My Perfect. mom's calling me. Your mom's calling you. <laughs> Is that something that you can eliminate, automate, or designate? <laughs> yeah. She's on my list. Uh, it of, always of rings. That, <laughs> it always I, rings. I put mine in airplane mode. Um, but uh, – I lost my train of thought, but like, that's okay. I was basically just saying like, uh, it just helps us to see our blind spots. Like it helps us to see patterns that we're like engaging with that. We don't, don't even realize like our patterns, but like are affecting the people that we love and we care about like around us. And, um, the reality is, is like whenever we are present to our phones, like our face is not turned anywhere else. Right. Like it's, it's just turned towards our screens. And so, a lot of times, like, the people that we love are just kind of walking about around us, right, without yeah. re- us really, really noticing, right? Just yeah. kind of, they're kind of there, but we're just not present to them. Yeah. And I think, um, man, the, the biggest thing, like, is, is we think about just discipling our kids and, like, following Jesus is just how... I, you know how present Jesus was towards everybody that like he encountered, yeah. right? Yeah. Um, Absolutely. And uh, just th- that aspect of following Jesus is like something that his followers should be like. We should be the most accessible people on the planet, just like Jesus was, kind yeah. of thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and when my face is buried in my phone, in front of my kids, in front of my wife, in front of my family, in front of my friends, and stuff like that, like um, I'm I'm physically present in in the room with them but i'm not mentally right emotionally yeah connected yeah and especially for kids man that like i mean we can all think of moments where other things were more important than us to our parents uh, in a time as a kid where we you know we needed them i'm sure you can think of a time that was that way and now unfortunately that thing is in our pocket all the time that can cause us to do that not just cause i mean we can we choose to do it but like and i think over time i know over time it affects our kids in ways that we honestly don't notice until it's not too not too far but we don't notice until it's it's hurting them yeah we don't want (laughs) we don't want to hurt our kids um these next two 10 and 11 are kind of similar so i'm gonna read them together so 10 is, and we've already talked about them, but I want to read them anyway. So 10 is when eating with your family members or friends, leave your phone out of sight. So again, not, I mean, like maybe in, maybe in your pocket, maybe around the corner. Um, and then 11 was when spending time with family members or friends or when at church, leave your phone in the drawer or in your car or simply power it off. 
Um, and so this is a big one. My wife, she always, her phone is on airplane mode at church and she forgets to turn it back all the, again, you can automate this everyone, but my wife doesn't automate stuff. So she, uh, forgets to turn it off. And so after church for the next two hours, I can't get a hold of her. But, um, I think that turning your phone off or putting in airplane mode and setting it to do that at these crucial moments and to say, it's not even gonna, and, and here's the deal. If you find yourself scrolling during these times you find yourself just addicted to it put it in a drawer put it in your car you can buy those again you don't need to buy this junk but if you want to they sell those little you know time boxes or whatever that you know you can uh you drop your phones in you click a button you say 20 minutes and it locks it and i mean they're clear so you can see inside if someone like really needs to reach out to you but 20 minutes it doesn't open so you could do that with your family and say, we're all going to drop. That's amazing that people can make money selling that stuff. Oh yeah, I know. Right. Crazy. Absolutely crazy. (laughs) Yep. Because you could literally just turn your phone off. Yeah. Turn your phone off guys. Yeah. Just turn it to a brick. But yeah. So lastly, uh, kind of, as we wrap up, uh, our last one is this, uh, at uh, strategic moments in life, digitally detox your life and recalibrate your ultimate priorities. Step away from social media for frequent, strategic stoppages uh, each morning uh digital sabbaths one day offline each week and digital sabbaticals two uh two weeks i'm sorry two two week stoppages every year so those are recommendations right but he's saying an hour a day a day a week and uh two weeks i'm sorry four weeks really a year um to just say i'm gonna take time completely away from these things yeah you, you kind of build that in in your uh your camps and retreats yeah yeah we do for students right that's a reason why we don't uh one of the reasons why we don't uh let students have their phones when we get to camp is and, and you know what's crazy you guys their mood is so different at camp yeah they're so engaged with one another they become friends if we gave if we let them have their phones that stuff would not happen yeah it just wouldn't but they're forced to live in the moment and live in their world. And, and when they're confronted by God at camp, cause mm-hmm. they always are yeah. like they actually feel the weight and the reality of it. And they come back pumped, you know? And so I think this is good. So for instance, vacations with your family, this is great. Sometimes I love how really I've changed my mindset on vacations where, you know, vacations are usually this like time away with your family. You go do something and you can still go do that. Go to, go to Disney world or do whatever. But in that time build in, you know what, this is a time where I'm specifically spending time with my family. So I'm going to, we're going to like get rid of technology for this week. No one's going to be on their phones or have, we're not going to bring all this stuff like iPads and junk. We're going to spend time together. And also it's a great opportunity for you to to form new habits with your family. Hey, while we're on vacation, maybe we haven't been spending time praying. We're going to spend every day. We're going to spend time praying around dinner, praying in the morning, or we're going to wake up together and eat breakfast together and and spend time in the word together on this fun vacation. You know what I mean? Like it's a great kind of restart for those things. Yeah. Great. Like kind of natural spot to implement some, some new habits. Um, I think this is, I think this is great. I think it's, uh, impossible unless like you have like a plan like you're it's very unlikely that you're gonna wake up and be like you know what i'm gonna do today i'm gonna start a a social media detox or a 
yeah. and, and you know, all, get off all of those things for like a couple of weeks and stuff like that. And so I would look at spaces in your calendar in which seem like really natural to like do that, right? Which you're able to do that. So like vacations would be one, right? Yeah. Um, Advent would be like another Lent, like all of those just kind of built in seasons, right? Um, As followers of Jesus in which we get to participate in just reflecting on um, Christ and the story that Christians have celebrated for for thousands of years, like it's just a really great natural time to to begin to practice some of those things and try them out. Um, without having to just feel like, oh man, I'm just going to need to figure out how to do this and go at it tomorrow. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And I also think as far as for those of you who have teenagers, we talked about this on the last podcast, but maybe you have teenagers who you've kind of, you've had no restrictions on any of this. So any of these would be an assault to them, like an absolute assault of everything they know. Um, it's good to, here's the deal. You are the parent. Um, so ultimately they don't get a say <laughs> like they can't campaign for like why they need access to Snapchat. Like it's just not, they don't. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I think this is not something that you do in anger towards them. Like these are not things we're taking these away because you're just always on your phone. You're never doing the things I need, blah, blah, blah. That's not how you treat these things. This is a conversation that you sit down and you say, look, I, I love you. I care about you. I'm your parent. God has given me over you to to help disciple and train and and teach you and i've noticed these areas where i can see like sickness in these ways these things that are just they're eating at you they're eating at your emotions they're eating they're causing anxiety they're doing all these things so we're going to spend some time us included we're going to spend some time detoxing from these things we're going to spend some time really discussing how these things are affecting us and stuff like that um, having a conversation with your kids to say, hey, this is why we're doing these things. Now, they might not understand that, and it doesn't matter if they understand ultimately, um, because in the end, uh, they're going to appreciate the fact that you did that in 10 years. They really are. Like, I look back at my life and I go, man, I was so mad at my parents for some of the things um, that they were like, hey, you can't, like, you only have this amount of time to play these video games or be with these friends or like this family time is important or my parents like we were at church every week not because it was a religion it was because they loved Jesus and they wanted to be with the people of Jesus right like you know things like that that they said this is there's no stop this is or no like you can't mess with it this is what we're doing this is who we are and that was really I look back and I go thank you Lord that my parents just did that yeah you know yeah so uh, yeah, I mean, kind of in that in that same vein, like if your kid has had kind of unfettered access to to these things, like uh, kind of all their teenage life or whatever, uh, that can be that can be hard. We talked about that in the last podcast, but I th- I think just again having an on that number nine point, right? Like just inviting, even inviting your kids to just have a conversation around that and say, like, man, how do you see my phone habits? Yeah. You know what I mean? How would, how would you, how would you view those? And, um, how do they affect you? Yeah. You know, how do they affect our family? Uh, how do they affect my attitude? Yeah. How do they affect my, my mood? Right? Like yeah. all of those things I think are very real things that we, everybody who has access to a smartphone like deals with. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, e- even like the, uh, one of the biggest things that I think doesn't just get, doesn't get talked about a lot is just the, 
the envy that wells up inside you when you see things yeah. happening to other people yeah. that you wish were happening to you, yeah. you know? Um, and, and that e- even in, even in Proverbs, it just says envy literally just rots your bones to the core. That's, that's in Proverbs, right? Yeah. Um, and so there is, there's literally something that is happening to us as we consume this, as we, uh, as we engage with this, and it is really, really healthy to have conversations around it, and then, and then to try to build, um, man, some just, uh, just some boundaries like around it for our health and the health of like our relationships with like people around us. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Again, I, I just think as um, yeah, just being being intentional about technology because it, it will form you. Uh, if you don't, if you do not form it in your life, um, it will come and inform you. And so, uh, man, we hope that this was helpful, uh, to you. Like I said, that was an excerpt from the conclusion of 12 ways your phone is changing you by Tony Renke. He actually just wrote a new book called God, technology, and the Christian life just came out. I believe last year it's, there's access to it on our uh, parent resource page. Uh, flourishinggrace.org slash parentcenter. Uh, you can go there and buy it from Amazon. Um, but uh, that book as well talks a little bit more. It's, it's again, written in 2019 or 2020. We're, in t- we're almost in 2023. So it was written in 2020, 2021. And so, uh, yeah, it, it's a little bit closer to what we're doing and a little bit more about technology as a whole um, and kind of some other things there too. So I, I recommend that to you. And as always, recommend uh, the common rule or not the common rule. Yes. But also, um, we recommend, uh, habits of the household. Thank you. Habits of the household. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, as well as tech wise family, that's another good one as well. So, but again, don't overwhelm yourself. Uh, I want to reiterate pick one thing, pick one thing, try it out, do it, uh, get some people around you. Maybe again, you're in a path group. Talk about this in your bathroom. Go, Hey, are we all having this problem with our kids? Okay. Let's try the same thing together. Even if it's like, hey, once a month, we're going to get all of our families together for dinner and we're going to have a conversation among all the families about technology. Like, man, could you think about like what that would do for your kids to see other adults, not just you as a parent, like talking about that, you know? Yeah. And in casting, like just some vision for your for your family or for yourself, like what's one thing, right? We're coming up on a new year. It's almost it's almost 2023, yeah. right? We're coming up on a new year. So it's like what one thing like out of this list would completely like just transform like a lot in your family, in your household, like in the next year, if you just all were on the same page and implemented it together. Yep. Yeah. So have those conversations, pray, uh, spend time praying about, uh, these things and, and pray for strength and, and boldness and wisdom to, to speak to your kids and, and speak well in these ways. But anyway, we hope this was helpful. Uh, thanks again, Brett, for, for being on. Appreciate it. No problem, man. Thanks for yeah. having me. Yeah, of course. And uh, we'll have Brett on uh, more in the next semester as well. Um, but uh, we're excited. We're, this will be the last one for uh, this year. Uh, we'll have some new segments for you guys in the new year. I'm excited about the new year. We're going to bring in uh, some other people as well outside of Flourishing Grace to speak to just a couple couple different areas of our students' lives, uh, talk about things in the next semester like sexuality, uh, cultural things as well. Um, and kind of just talk through, uh, yeah, how, how does God want to shape and transform your kids in 2023? So be looking out for those, uh, man, we hope you have a great Christmas and a happy new year and we'll see you in the next one. Thanks.